0: Sometimes I know what to say. To give thanks for all you've done. But then they fly up. And away as quickly as they come. How could I possibly? Take you left. The one that makes me whole. The one to whom I owe my life. Avoiding my soul. The one who talked to me in at night. The one to stop my crime. The one who was the expert at picking up when I was lying. The one who saw me off to school. And spent sad days alone, yet magically. Produce a smile when I come home. The one who makes such sacrifices. Always beat me first. Who lets me test my broken wings. Who spite her heart. Higher- are there really any words for this I find this question tough anything I want to say this doesn't say enough one way is there to thank you for your heart your sweat your tears for 10,000 things you have done for oh so many years for changing me I change accepting all my flaws not loving because you had to. But loving just because. Never get up on me. When your wits has reached the end. For always being proud of me. Being my best friend. And so I come to realize. On your way to say. The only thank you that's enough. It's clear in this one way. Look at me before you. See what I. Do you see yourself with me? The job that you've done? I hope hopes. I will dreams. The strength that no one sees. And stranger over many years. Your best was passed to me. Thank you for the gifts you give. For everything you do. But thank you, Mommy. Most of all, for making my dreams come true. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day! Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.
1: Day. Well, Happy Mother's Day from Hope Church. Come on, ladies. I think there's some Kleenex in the aisles there, if you need them. That was amazing. That was amazing. Well, welcome to Mother's Day 2022 at Hope Church and. We, we just started, kicked off a brand new message series last week called Everyday Saints, and uh, I couldn't think of a greater everyday saint than a mother, <laughs> right? Come on, can I get an amen, somebody? You guys are amazing, and today's a really special day for many reasons, but uh, I just want to start out by um, just saying happy Mother's Day to my mom. Um, all right, get it together, Pastor Lance. <laughs> I never dreamed in a million years that I would be a pastor of a church and that you'd be sitting on the front row, but um, but here you are, and uh, it's just special to have you here. And so happy Mother's Day! I love you. Uh, our lives haven't been perfect, but God has been perfectly in the middle of it. And so I'm just so grateful this morning. Um, I'm also grateful for my amazing, beautiful wife. And uh, today, as I was praying, God, what do you want to do on Mother's Day? Uh, he put something on my heart that I think is going to be a real blessing to you. Um, my mother-in-law, who's amazing, and I just, by the way, I just want to say thank, thank you to you. She's a, a woman of prayer and prayed for me all the years that uh, before I even met my wife, that she was praying for me. And I look back and I could see God's hand on my life, even just through her prayers. But today you're going to get to hear from three Marys. You're going to get to hear from three generations, uh, two moms, and one mom to be someday, by the grace of God. Uh, but what someday, by the grace of that's someday. Yes, this dad says someday, not this day, but someday. Amen. But uh, you're going to hear from Mary Lou Conkle, my amazing mother-in-law, my amazing wife, Mary Terrell Danick, and my amazing daughter, Mary Taylor Danick. Would you give a very warm welcome to all three of them as they come to bring the Mother's Day message to Hope Church this morning? Yeah, come on, honor them. That's, that's awesome. They're worthy of honor. I want to start out by just kind of setting the stage. Um, you know, you, you sometimes we look at people and we wonder, how did you become? How you become? And uh, it, I think Paul gives us a little bit of hint uh, in First Timothy one. Now Timothy was uh, really like a spiritual son to Paul. Paul recognized something important that I think we that are part of the church need to recognize that there there's a spiritual inheritance. That gets passed down to us. And even for those of us who maybe you had a rough childhood, maybe your mom isn't with you, uh, you, weren't, you weren't raised up in the church, uh, there is a spiritual inheritance that could get passed down from spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers. And Paul says this in 1 Timothy 1, 3 through 5. He says, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did. Did you catch that? Paul recognized that there was a spiritual inheritance that he received from his parents and their parents that now he was walking in uh, the fullness of what God had for him because there was the spiritual inheritance that got passed down to him. And he says, as my ancestors did with a clear conscience, as might as and day, I const- at night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you. So that I may be filled with joy, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Do you see that? The spiritual inheritance that Paul received that now he was imparting to his spiritual son, Timothy. And so today, you have the special honor to hear from three generations of spiritual inheritance that have been passed down from grandmother to mother and to daughter. And so I give you Miss Mary Terrell Danick, Miss Mary Taylor, and Miss Mary Lou Conkle.
2: Well, it is our joy and honor to be able to share with you today. It's very special for me to have my mother here. My mom and dad moved here about a year ago, and up until that point, we had been. Doing in the Montana life alone with our blood family, just our little family, but of course we have loved our church family as well. And also to be up here with my amazing daughter, um, I shared in first service that I was afraid to have a girl. I thought, you know, I'm a boy mama, but I was like, oh gosh, can I, can I impart what I should impart to a young lady in this world? And I am crazy thankful in a house full of boys that he gave me my tailor. She brings so much joy, <laughs> and a lot a lot different than boys, but we are so excited to share with you today, and I know that um, any holiday brings a wide uh, variety of emotions. This, for some today, is a great celebration of life. I know that there are some here who have lost children, and that's a heartache as a mom. Also, for those who may have not been able to have kids yet, or may have lost hope, so I know that it brings a wide range of emotions, but we are confident that God has something in this for you today, and that you will walk away blessed by the stories that we tell you. So we're going to start off with Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9.
3: I do want to say about Taylor, she's our only granddaughter. And we are very thankful for her granddaughter with all grandsons. She's spoiled by her grandpa. <laughs> That was supposed to be our secret. (laughs) Um, um, The scripture is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your strength and these words i command you it's a command today to be in your heart that you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So today, I want to share with you, give you a little peek into our heritage, our Godly heritage. It starts with many generations before me. My grandparents and my great grandparents uh, were very godly people. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina in the mountains. Love the mountains here. Reminds me of home. And Church was a way of life. We went to church every day, every day, every time the doors were open. We were in church. It was, it was just what we did. Life was very simple back then. We're talking about me being a little girl 50, 60 years ago. That was a long time, but life was very simple. And we just went to church. That We went to school, and we went to church, and we fellowshiped with our friends at school and at church, but as long as as I can remember, I've known Jesus. He's always been a part of my life. I knew always and still do how much he loves me and how much he loves all of you all. We are each very, very special to him. My grandparents were always at church. My great-grandmother and great-grandfather founded the First Baptist Church where I grew up. So you can see how far back my heritage went. They were always at church, being a part of the church, always taking us to church. I had two younger sisters and my mother would dress dress us up in the finest. We always dressed in our finest to go to church and to worship the Lord. And my family, uh, when I grew up, we always had a blessing. We always had prayers at night. And when I would visit my grandparents, I would see their Bibles next to their chairs And they wouldn't be little skinny Bibles. They would be big fat Bibles, because the pages had been turned, and they were worn out. And they just—it was just who they were, because of who their parents were. But that—that's just the
2: beginning of our spiritual heritage. So our message title today is Things That I Learned From My Mother. And I would definitely think that this is a common thread through our generations of the value of going to church. As far back as I can remember, I knew Jesus. Um, I grew up going to church even when I was really little. Actually, my father um, left my mom with three little ones. I was three years old. I think my brother was three weeks old and my older brother was three years old, uh, six years old. Um, but my mom knew where to go. Um, when she needed God in her life and she went to church. And it's just something that we always valued. And I remember going to a connect group. Um, It's actually a connect group where um, she met my stepfather and he's an amazing man. And um, that connect group loved on a single mama and loved on three little kids that didn't have a daddy in their life. And it was, I remember that as a child, that being so valuable because I got so much love out of that. And then um, other things I valued in going to church, um, I went to an amazing youth group that just encouraged my relationship with God. And even in a Christian home, we went through a lot of hard times because my father left when my mom remarried my stepdad. Um, There's a lot of tension in our home. My dad was jealous, thinking my stepdad was gonna take his place. And um, at that youth group, my, my roots in Jesus really grew deep. And I, and I always knew that he was my answer and the pursuit of Jesus also was just something that was before us and we saw it play out in their lives and it's something that affected me um, in my life and and I think that's the reason now that I view it as we we were prepping, you know, you think about different things and I I see how I was instilled um, with that value of church being a priority and um, how it just enriches your life in so many ways.
4: So because my grandmother made church a priority, my mom made church a priority, which then filters down to me, and that has definitely been um, something in my life for sure. Um, I grew up in the church, got baptized and saved pretty young, um, went to kids' ministry. I actually like started leading worship in kids' ministry, and that's kind of how I was developed in this house, um, even just serving there. Um, but was really developed by being in kids' ministry on Sundays. That this church has always never believed that there's a junior Holy Spirit. Um, and we, you know, I was always imparted to from a very young age and grown spiritually at a very young age. And that even translated when um, I went to youth group. That was a staple in my life for growing my roots deeper and not only um, by myself, but with community. And I think that was one of the beautiful things about church being a priority in our lives. It's just the beautiful community that it brought. Um, And, you know, throughout, I then was um, leading worship at youth group. um, And here I am today. But um, it's been a heartbeat of our family and has been so important. And I mean... I can remember waking up, if you wake up early enough before school, you would catch mom and dad out in the living room uh, with the fireplace on, just spending time with Jesus. And so I'm so thankful for that being my heritage.
2: All of us have um, different things that mark us in our lives, and um, we're sitting in a room full of many people, and there are good things in our childhood that we remember, and there are bad things. Um, that shape us. And we want to share with you a few of the things that our mother taught us and how it impacted our life and our future.
3: So let me introduce you to the first Mary. My mother, oh, sorry, I get so emotional. My mother was Mary, and I'm Mary Lou, Mary Terrell, Mary Taylor. And what's really interesting, Lance's grandmother was Mary Catherine. So, Mary, Taylor, you better name your little girl Mary. The, pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that I learned the most from my mother was the way she lived her life. She set such a beautiful example for me as a a beautiful woman of God. She was quiet and behind the scenes, but she always was serving people. Her gift was a servant, and she served everywhere. Most important, she served our family. And back in those days, that makes me sound kind of old, but I guess I am. Anyway, mom stayed at home. They didn't have to work. And she was always home. When I got home from school, she was always there, usually had uh, uh, some fresh-baked cookies or brownies. Uh, She was uh, just very diligent. She not only was a great cook and the queen of hospitality. I mean, she would give a dinner or she would give a bridal shower or baby shower like you've never been to before. That was just her gift, and yet she was always behind the scenes, and she served our family well. She just loved being a servant, and I am sure, and I know there are many servants here, and I just want to bless you and thank you for the gift that God's given to you. We thank you because of everything that goes on at Hope. It's only because you are behind-the-scenes serving, so I just want to bless you for that. But, Mom always she was part of the community she was part of the church she served at the church she did Sunday school and vacation bible school she helped with the youth group anytime something was going on she was there cooking in the kitchen yes she just was a servant and she was quiet and behind the scenes but the strength that she had was really really powerful and an example for me and my life. She served the community. She was in the uh, anything to go on with the schools, just anything going on. She was always there serving. She was an encourager. She always was encouraging us. Anything's going on good, bad, or indifferent, she encouraged, always was an encouragement. She was trustworthy, dependable, and always put others first. I think if I could sum it all up, my mother was a beautiful example of a woman who had a heart like Jesus. She poured out her heart. She poured out herself. And most importantly, she always gave us unconditional
2: love. As you can see, I have a pretty special mama. But there's uh, so many things that I could say about her, but I think that hands down the thing that has impacted me the absolute most is her pursuit of Jesus. My earliest memory of my mom is um, in her house. As I mentioned before, my father had left and um, she was left to raise three little ones. And um, I've heard her say so many times that it was her and Jesus that raised us the first few years until my amazing stepfather came along. But um, she had this huge house to take care of and a mortgage and didn't know how she was gonna pay for it because my father wasn't in the picture. But I remember if my mom wasn't in the kitchen making our breakfast and our lunches, she was upstairs. And I would find her, there was a bay window in her room with a big red ottoman, and I would find her on her knees every morning praying to Jesus. And It was my favorite thing to do, wake up early. I would always hope that I would wake up early because I would go and join her and put my head on her lap as she would pray. And I remember the prayers were different. Sometimes they were full of thanksgiving, sometimes there were tears that were uncontrollable, and sometimes she would just cry out to God asking him how not always why. Sometimes we wonder why the things happen in our lives that they do, but she would ask, God, how am I going to get through this? How are you going to help me? And we saw time and time and time again his faithfulness. And throughout her life, which she'll share a little bit later, I think my mom has um, experienced some of the greatest tragedies that you can in life. And I remember one a few years ago, I called her on the phone happened. And Um, I was just I was like completely grieved and I didn't even know how to handle it myself but she was the one who experienced the greater loss and she was just like Jesus is going to provide I know he's going to provide we're going to see the goodness of God in the situation and in everything she always 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 led me to Jesus and put Jesus first and that impacted my life as I look back because it's just like a beautiful thread because of her example and because of my stepdad their example and their pursuit of Jesus I mean if Jesus was doing something they wanted to be a part and church wasn't an option because God might show up which of course he always does but what is God gonna do this time what what am I gonna receive how am I gonna get something so that I can give out more it was always a common thread in our home and if God was doing something we were going there and I am reaping the benefits in my life today because of their pursuit and I have been able to pass that on to my children as well
4: so when I think of my mom kind of a staple memory is her in an oversized t-shirt of my dad's in the living room, just spending time with Jesus and reading her Bible. Um, And much like all of this, um, because um, she's seen that from my grandma, I've seen it from her, just consistently putting Jesus first, from the good, the bad, the ugly, all the above. And um, a time that really sticks out to me is when I was 14 years old, I was going into high school, it was um, the summer before, and we were on a family reunion, family vacation, um, and her brother had passed away um, unexpectedly. And it was full of a lot of grief and a lot of sorrow and a lot of pain and a lot of why. I think that's probably the question that kind of gets asked the most when tragedy happens, is why, and I found such a beauty in her realness about it. And it was like, you know what, Taylor, I don't know why. I have no answer for you, but I do know that I have a God who will be at my side every step of the way. And she just sat at his feet, and that's all she could do when she didn't know what to do. And um, around the same time, my parents became pastors, and there was some difficulty with that as well, good and bad, um, but in the difficulty too, she just continued to show me, I don't have the answers. I don't, I don't know why my heart hurts, and these kind of things are happening, but I do know that my faith and my foundation is in Jesus, and I will continue to trust in Him no matter what, and there's almost just this this beauty and trusting Jesus with her because it's really hard to see your mom go through something um, so tragic like that with her brother but I had a peace in knowing that she knew where to go that she was going to consistently fall at the feet of Jesus and I think that this has you know I think sometimes we as christians we try to slap these you know christian phrases on things and tie them up in perfect little bows and say you know god has a plan but in the middle of grief it's hard and i love this scripture in john um, where jesus found out that lazarus had died and i just i just love that jesus came in human form that we know that he experienced what we experience that his heart is with our heart and that he can relate to us and it's the shortest verse in the Bible, but John 11:35 35 just says, Jesus wept. There was no, Jesus knew that God had a plan and that things would work out. He wept. He grieved. He felt emotion. He was real and he was raw. And my mom showed such a perfect example of that, that she didn't have all the answers. She wasn't going to slap a perfect Christian saying on top of it, but she was going to trust in Jesus and process with real raw emotions. But Jesus knows, like, he felt that, and he experienced it too, and he's not afraid of our emotions. Um, But she, uh, this translated so well in my life, because when I was in high school, I went through some really, really difficult times um, with some friendships. And I have a very specific memory of me and my room, and I had a tiny little twin bed, but she called in that bed with me. Uh, we were sandwiched together, and I was just crying, and she was crying out with me. Um, and neither of us had any words. We didn't know what to say. We didn't know what to do. But she continually directed me and pointed me back to Jesus. And it's kind of crazy. Um, there was a song that I remember playing, Um, It was kind of my, like, theme song for that time in my life, but it was actually the song that they played um, today, that not for a minute was I forsaken, the Lord is in this place. And, I mean, what a God thing that that, that they played that today, Um, and I was going to be talking about this, but I knew that the Lord was in that place, and I knew that He would be by my side, and I'm so thankful that my mom taught me that, so that I now can live that out. And every time that something happens in my life. She's, it's like almost annoying how much she's like, go to Jesus, go to Jesus, go to Jesus. I'm like, mom, can't you just empathize with me for one second? <laughs> but um, it's been so good because I know where to go. And man, is that gonna be such a foundation in my life for the rest of my life, and I'm so thankful for that. So we started a series called Everyday Saints. Um, last week and what that means is that we are saints called by God to share him with others in our everyday lives and it's Mother's Day and we could not think of a better everyday saints than moms you guys are continually pouring into your families and doing kind of the grunt work sometimes so um, we are so thankful for you but we would like to share a few things that we view as very important for mothers to remember
3: Well, since you heard a little bit about me and my life, you can imagine that the most important thing that I would like to share with you is about prayer and spending time with the Lord. Prayer is not just for me or pastors. It's for everybody. It's for every single one of you. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. It doesn't have to look like anything except for just a beautiful conversation with Jesus. Just pray. It's not all about asking him for things. Yes, that is important, but it's about spending time with him because he loves and cares about each one of you so much that he wants to spend time with you. Just get alone with him and just just talk to him just ask him a question maybe just a one sentence and listen he will answer you not in only in the big things but the small things that mass, that matter it's like you know what do you want me to do today what can we do today jesus just anything simple but i wanted to Share how prayer started in my life, and and I'm so thankful that all of you didn't have to walk through what I did for prayer to be so significant. All of a sudden, my life changed drastically. I became a single mom of a three-week-old, a six-week, a three three-week-old. Six year old and a three year old. And I didn't know what to do. I was totally, well, you can just imagine, I don't even remember. Just totally devastated. Where do I go? What do I do? And I remembered my spiritual roots. And so I started taking my children to church. Here I was with three little ones. I would get up on Sunday morning, and I'd get all three of them dressed, put them in front of the TV to watch Sesame Street so I could get dressed and ready. And we would would go to church. And then I'd turn around and do the same thing for Sunday night. And again, on Wednesdays, every time the doors were open, we were there. And I began to develop a deep relationship with Jesus. That's, that's, all, that's all that I had. And I would go to him, and he would give me answers. And he would just do miraculous, miraculous things in, in our lives. The scripture today, I just wanted to bring this in that's what I began to do. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's it's just like loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, and then teach it diligently to your children, and you're going in, you're standing up, you're sitting sitting down, just your whole life teach your children. So I took that literally, and you know what? We did. We did prayed we sang we read bible studies we always had a blessing at night and and i would sing over the children as they went to bed and it was all about jesus our life was centered around him and he was so faithful he was my provider there was t- there were times that I I didn't have enough money to pay the bills. I would find an anonymous check in my mailbox. He was the good shepherd for me and my children. I didn't know where the money was going to come to for groceries. I'd find bags and boxes of groceries on my front porch. He was providing everything that we needed there was a season that I was we'd had a big house and I was fearful and I said Jesus I need your help I, I can't be fearful and bring up these children I know that fear is gonna be a big deal immediately I saw angels all around our house in the spirit and you know, I was never afraid one day. And still, fear is not something that I have to deal with. Mm, other things, like everybody. But fear, because he was that provider. He, he, what, he was my peace, so that I didn't have that. And he was also our healer. I would cry out, Lord need you to help me take care of these children so that they are healthy. My children never got sick. Never, never, never. Except for chicken pox. <laughs> and we had no dental problems to this day. Mary Terrell does not have one cavity in her head. And she can thank for Jesus sharing, for that. <laughs> But Jesus was our everything. And it was because of my relationship with him and prayer and intercession. And just, it was like Jesus was there with me all the time. And I look back and I think of those days. And I can tell you, they were the hardest days of my life. But at the same time, the most beautiful day, the most beautiful, because I wouldn't be where I am today if Jesus hadn't been there for me and we hadn't walked through it together. And this is really interesting. Mary Terrell grew up thinking we were rich. <laughs> and you but you know what? We were. We were rich in Jesus, a rich that money can't buy. And I just encourage you all to press in more in prayer and relationship with Jesus. He's there. He's waiting for you. He's saying, come on, come on, spend time with me.
2: Isn't that good? So another thing that I think of when I think of the mother of everyday saint that is so important for you to know is that God created you to be you. And as we're talking about this um, idea of being an everyday saint, you gotta be who God's created you to be. In a world full of social media and Instagram stories that are so wonderful and lives that are so perfect on Facebook, it can become overwhelming. I would venture to say there's not one person in here that hasn't compared themselves to somebody else on Facebook at some point. But mamas, be who God's created you to be. You are the perfect one for your children and you have everything within you that you need to be their mama. And dads too, you are everything that God has created you to be and needs to be. Now, go into prayer is a great idea. If you need wisdom, which some of us need it desperately, some of those mamas out there that have little ones and are tired and exhausted, or you have teenagers and you're like, dear God, help me with this because I have no idea how to handle that. That has been our cry over the last several years of God, we need your wisdom. But I just want to encourage you to be you. There is nobody else created in this moment to do what God has called you to do. There's nobody else with your thumbprint. There's nobody else with your DNA. In the past, in the present, in the future, there's nobody but you and the assignment that God has given you on your life. And for all of us in this room, man, Pastor Lance and I feel so passionate about empowering a church that knows their identity in Christ and knows their identity for what they are called to do so that we can make an incredible impact on this earth and in in this world for his kingdom in our valley. So I wanna encourage you to be you. I was thinking about this in an example of my life. Um, I have an amazing friend, her name is Christiana, and she was somebody that I met early on when we moved here, and she's just awesome. Awesome at everything. She's a crazy, amazing homemaker, can make anything for you, prepare the best meal from memory, and she loves to do crafts and make things with her kids. Well, I love the arts and I like to make things, but I'm not super fond of googly eyes and Elmer's glue and pipe cleaners and those sort of things. But I was always looking at her and be like, oh, I need to make a craft for my kids. And seriously, it might seem silly, but there was this cloud that was over my head and I would compare myself to her. And one day God was just like, would you just let that go? That is not who I created you to be. You might not be able to do the googly eye craft with your kids or enjoy doing that, but there are things in you that I have specifically for your kids that you get to impart to them. So it, it, that's just a silly little example, but it's so important for us to know our identity, first of all, in Christ, and second of all, who He has created you to be. We're all gonna make mistakes, none of us are perfect. I wish I was. I think I probably have aspired to be the perfect mom, which I have failed time and time again. But one thing that is also so important is just say sorry, you know? I think I probably have said I'm sorry to my kids more than anybody in the world. We might show you some of our good, like that you might see on Facebook, but there's a lot of not great stuff too. I mean, I have raised my voice of my kids many times. I have thrown things. I have just been at my wit's end. I have stomped out of the house like a little girl and slammed the door and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it's okay. We just got to pick ourselves up and remember... You've got everything inside of you that you need to make this life successful. And whether you have little ones in your home right now, whether you have teenagers, whether you have grown adults as kids, man, you still have so much to impart to them. And even if you're listening to our story and have thought, "Man, that's super great for you guys, but I just met Jesus a month ago." Well, congratulations. That's amazing. And now you have the um, you have the ability to impart him to your children and your family. We're all on a journey good, bad, and ugly, but Jesus is in the center. Be who he's created you to be.
4: So I'm not a mom, but I do want to impart something to mothers from a child's perspective. Um, I just want to say that you're doing an amazing job and that the good far outweighs the bad. When I look back on my childhood I don't really think of when my mom lost her cool or when we maybe had takeout for dinner or when we were late to that appointment. What I remember is the family dinners where we were all laughing together and the road trips that we took and the music that we listened to. And I remember the holidays and the birthdays and our family adventures. That's what I remember the most. So stop being so hard on yourself. You're doing an amazing job. Every day is a new day for you to do better. And if you're sitting here and you're saying, I don't think I did that good of a job. Well, every day is a new day. You can move from here and be better. You can do better tomorrow with your kids. surely the presence of the Lord. And my grandmother sang that to my mom. My mom sang that to me. And I'm sure I'll sing it to my kids one day. But that meant so much. And I look back and I remember that. And I remember my mom and I always getting flowers together every year and planting them in our garden. Those little things matter. And they mean so much to your kids. You don't need all the money in the world. And you don't need to go on crazy vacations. Just quality time spent with them. So I just really want to encourage you today that you're doing a good job, and the good outweighs the bad.
2: It's a good word right there. I think God wants to bring some freedom to some people today. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about blessings and curses, and that they're passed down from generation to generation. When my husband and I got married, or actually the first night we met, we had a conversation um, together about divorce and how we never wanted that to be a part of our life because there was a lot of hardship that happened in our lives, and our parents' lives. And you know, nobody goes into marriage thinking they're gonna get divorced. And a lot of times there are circumstances that are out of our control. So there's no condemnation whatsoever. And we're all on different journeys, but for us, in the good and bad, because we've had great, great times, and we've had really, really hard times too. We decided that we did not want that. We we spent some time with some amazing people in prayer, and we were able to break some curses that we believe that God revealed to us that were handed down through generations. And just as curses are, are handed down, so are our blessings. But in both, we actually have a choice. I actually even tell my kids, I believe that I have such an amazing heritage and the amazing heritage that I can pass down to my kids. But you've got a choice. Either way, blessings and curses, where are you going to walk? I tell my kids, hey, you want to go out and enjoy the world and still think you're going to get all the blessings of a follower of Jesus Christ and saying yes to him always? It doesn't work that way. Like you've got a choice to make. So this is an encouragement to you. No matter what your path has been, no matter where you are right now in life, you've got a choice. We have an amazing, amazing God who loves us so much, and He wants freedom for our lives. He wants blessing upon your life. And you've got a choice that you can make. And I want to tell you, if you need freedom and you feel like there are things that have been passed down generationally, generationally you need broken over you, go back to the Connect Center. We have some amazing prayer ministries that you can be a part of in finding freedom and blessing. You as a parent have the opportunity to lead your kids in the life of Christ, and there is nothing that compares. There is nothing that compares. So as we close, we want to give a charge to each generation.
3: So I want to pray for and give a charge to all grandmothers and great grandmothers. Just because you're older doesn't mean your job is finished. (laughs) So I encourage you to continue to pray circumstances and situations for children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren because your prayers are important. They do make a difference. Pray for our county. Pray for our state. Pray for America. We all need your prayers. You are seasoned, and your prayers are powerful. They are like an arrow. And as you pray, your prayers go straight to the throne of God. Keep on praying. Can we pray over the right now. Yeah. She says pray for the grannies. <laughs> Okay, so Lord, I just pray for all of the grandmothers and great-grandmothers and include the the grandpas and the great-grandpas too. Lord, thank you for the that you have taken them through. Thank you for the prayers that they have prayed. And I just declare in the name of Jesus, now is the season, now is the time. Wrap up your prayers. Our country needs it, our families need it, we all need it. Just get in your prayer closet and continue to press in and pray pray the Lord
2: hears you and we will see change so my generation I believe would be those of us that have kiddos in our home I have a few left thank God I'm not ready to get rid of them yet although sometimes I feel that way you were raising up a mighty generation for God and how much do we need it today? How much do we need truth and life imparted into a generation? You are raising up warriors. Take heart. Take heart today. You are full of courage. You are full of grace. You are full of the life of God. God, I pray right now for every mama in this place that has children in her home. God, I pray that you would make her eyes clear for the mission that you have for her children and her family. I speak courage where there is lack of hope right now in Jesus' name. I speak life over your hearts right now in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you would continue to give us courage as moms to look to you, to set our hearts and affections towards you, to put you first in everything so that we can direct our children to you who is the giver of life. I speak to regret right now and I say no more. I say today is a new day. You haven't done everything perfect, but what you have done is an act of sacrifice to God in serving your families. And I speak to that regret inside, and I say, be no more in Jesus' name. And I say, eyes, focus on the future, focus on the mercies of God who are new every morning. God, thank you for your mamas who give just as you have given Jesus. just want to speak to the
4: young people um, in the house today that there's such beauty in the generations, and I think that sometimes young people disregard older people because they don't know what they're talking about, but that is absolutely wrong, and there's such a wealth of wisdom in the generations, and I know that I am consistently going to my mom for godly counsel, consistently that she's gonna put me in the right direction and today um, you know we're connected through our family blood but we're all connected through the blood of Jesus and we are a family so if you're sitting here and you don't have a good relationship with your mom or your grandma or maybe they don't live here or maybe they passed away this is your family you can find spiritual mothers and grandmothers in this room and they're so important and I encourage you to find them. I have blood mother and grandmother, but I also have spiritual mothers and grandmothers in this house as well because that wisdom is so important. And um, I was even just thinking about when she's talking about fear that when my mom was a little girl, she used to pray over her for fear. say this saying all the time fear be gone in jesus name there's so much power in the name of jesus and she command angels to my room and this uh past week on wednesday night i was uh, i had a young student come up to me and she said i'm really really afraid and i was able to share that wisdom that's passed down to me With her and say I know exactly what to tell her you speak out the name of Jesus and you tell that fear to be gone in Jesus name and you command angels to your room and there's that's the beauty of the generation and the wisdom that's been passed down but don't feel like you're less than if you don't have that family blood you have the blood of Jesus in this family and you can still gain so much wisdom from people in this room who are older than you i i think that you should go join a connect group with people 20 40 years older than you man the amount of wisdom that you're gonna gain is amazing so i just want to tell you that there's so much importance and beauty in those who are older than you and they can impart so much wisdom so don't disregard
2: Group before we close, of mamas that I want to touch is maybe you're here today and you have the desire to become a mom and it hasn't happened for you, or maybe you've had miscarriages, maybe you're a young person and you're asking God, Where is my person? because I want to get married and I want to have a family one day. I just wanna tell you, you know, so many times as we've described before, you don't always know the why, but I do know the one who holds you dearest. And I do know the one who has all the answers, although you may not hear them immediately. So Father, I pray over those people, those mamas that have hearts that are yearning to become moms. God, we ask that in your graciousness that you would give those a child who do not have one. That you would touch their womb and they would become alive. God, I ask that you would touch their hearts and that you in this moment would do something supernatural as their pursuit of you would turn and it would change and it would be passionate to follow after you and to hear. God, I thank you that our prayers are heard. Thank you that you are a God who loves. Jesus' So as we close, um, we are going to end with a song to bless all of you today. But before that, my mom had something on her heart that she wanted to leave with you as a token, and she's going to tell you about that.
3: Very often the Lord just puts in my heart little gifts. They're called prophetic gifts. And because of the scripture that in Deuteronomy that we were talking about, about teaching your children diligently and loving the Lord with all your heart and living life and you're going in and you're coming out and you're standing up and you're sitting down, my paraphrase. (laughs) Um, I have a little, for all the women here today, I have a little Bible like a little charm to remind you to teach your children, your grandchildren, your friends. Teach them the love of God and who He is. You can tie it around your wrist like somebody did in the first service, or you can use it as a... Put it maybe hanging in your car and remember the Lord every day. But at the end, I have one for all of the women. So I want to bless you with that. So let's go ahead
2: and stand as we close. So we just want to end with blessing. Blessing. Just speaking of blessing over families and over moms today, God, I thank you so much that your presence is here. And God, I ask that as, as we sing this together, God, that your favor and your blessing would rest upon our homes, our families, over the moms and the dads here. God, stir our hearts. Give us wisdom as we walk forward.